But we are going to talk about tension. Who likes tension? Does it ever feel tense in here? I can make it feel tense. How many of you guys have ever felt tense at work? Okay, right, right. I did have a surprise to make it less tense, but Matt said I couldn't. I had a red nose I was going to wear. He's like, you can't do that at church, so. Does that make tension between us? No. So we're going to, how many of you guys like tension? Nobody. Okay, okay. Matt, the only one. I live with the person. So we have all felt tension, right? You, come, you ever come into a room and you're like, oh, it's a little tense in here. What happened? I don't know what's going on. You know, and it's like, I don't even know what's happening, but it just feels tense. Or like you have to talk to somebody and it's not even bad, but it's like, oh, I just, you know, we haven't talked in a long time. Last time we talked, it was like a blow up. And now it's like, hey, buddy that I haven't talked to and corrected anything, you know, and it's like tense around there. Or like your family. Nobody has it with their family, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we won't go there, right? So no one ever feels tension with their extended family or in-laws or anything like that. You know, everyone just loves everybody all the time, and everyone just works together, and it's, you know, you know, it's a rainbow world, right? No. So tension doesn't mean that there's something wrong. When we think attention, we think immediately it's negative. We're like, oh, you know, it's just tense in here, and, and I don't want to have tension between us. And it's like, so we immediately start thinking that tension means, you know, something bad or something's wrong with us or something's wrong with our relationship. But really, it just means something is happening. If I go to pick up this glass, what do I have to do with my hand to be able to lift it? I have to tense my mus- muscles. If I don't, you know, I'm not going to, you know, if I just... <laughs> swing my arm around (laughs) and I don't tense my muscles y'all are gonna get a bath right I'm gonna take a drink now but tension means something's happening I have to do something I have to tense my hand I have to have a movement to make something happen otherwise I'm just flaring around you know um you know having a baby some of us in here have had babies some of us haven't some of you guys, you, watch, you know, you've watched your wives have babies, whatever. You know, we know that's miracle, it's exciting, but the body has to go through a lot of tension to get that baby into this world. We wouldn't think that's bad, right? It doesn't even have to be painful, but you know, your muscles have to work. And that's a good thing. We're excited about that. We're not like, oh no, oh my gosh, there's going to be a baby after this. We're like, yeah, I'm getting a baby from this tension. So you want to go through that. So you can have the baby because nobody wants to walk around for 70 years pregnant, right? You know? So we're excited to have that tension because we're like, oh, going into labor. Yay, I'm going to see my baby. You know, it's, it's exciting and miracles going to happen. So we're not like, oh, no, we better deal with this. You know what? I just don't think we're going to be able to have this baby. It's causing too much tension between us. <laughs> you better tell God to take it back. Um, those of you that don't know how the miracle of birth happens, that is not it. Okay, so there is tension. There is something happening in your body. You are taking a living being and it's coming into this world. Your body, there is some tension. The baby says no and your body says yes. Your body always wins. Baby wants to stay where it's nice and warm and our body says no way because something has to happen. That baby can't grow to be a man or woman inside your stomach. That would be painful. That would be friction. That would be uncomfortable, okay? That wouldn't just be tension. So something has to happen. When we feel tension, it means something is happening. You know, if there's no, there's no movement without tension. Any muscle you move, you have to tense it 
to move it, to do anything. You know, if you want me to flex, give you a gun show here. Then I have to, I have to have tension in my muscles. I know you guys are probably really impressed by my large muscles. I'm pretty impressed by them. <laughs> oh, it's a really good day today. So without, when there's no movement, there's no tension, but that means nothing's happening. So, and that is true in the physical, you know, we know in our body, we know with things like that, but what is true in the natural is also true in the spirit. God created our bodies, so he knows how to make them work, and, you know, our spirit is part of our body. So if tension is part of our physical, then tension can be part of our spiritual. Um, so, because God wants us to, what, grow and move. He doesn't want us just <laughs> flaring around in the breeze, Right? He wants us to grow and move. We're not just, you know, going to have someone roll us around <laughs> everywhere we need to go. We need, you know, in the same our spirit, God's like, I want to see movement. I want to see something happening. I don't want you just to show up, come here, sit in the third seat from the left, come up, show here, sit in the third seat from the left, grab a cookie, get some coffee, go home, high five three people on your way out, and come and do it all again next week, Right? He's saying, I want something to happen in your life. In your life, in my life, he wants something to happen. So to grow and move, there has to be some tension. The balance is to have tension without it becoming friction, right? Nobody likes friction. You try to run in corduroys, I could start a fire, guys. Right? Nobody wants friction. Tension's good. Friction starts fires. Hence, I only own one pair of corduroys, and I walk slowly, okay? <laughs> uh, I make myself laugh. Uh, so we want to have tension, but we don't want to have friction, right? Because friction is that rubbing, that chafing. You ever try to walk a mile in a bathing suit when you're, after you get out of the pool? You're like, oh, Lord, this is the worst pain ever. <laughs> because your arms, everything's wet, and it begins to chafe and rub. And it doesn't feel good. You just want it to stop. You, whatever. You don't want that sore rubbing or chafing. We don't want that friction. We want tension. You know what I mean? Like, even when your muscles tense, it's not painful. You can feel it. But if you tense your muscle, it's not painful. It's just tense, Right? So we want to have that balance. We want to have, be able to work with tension, but not friction. So when you find yourself in a tense, maybe a little bit uncomfortable situation, we've got to ask ourselves. So it's kind of like I walk up and me and Matt are just tense today. What's going on? Maybe one of us didn't sleep, whatever. And I have to say, what's happening here? There's some questions to ask when you walk into that room or around those people or, you know, you're doing something at work or something. You're like, I just, it just feels uh, tense here. What's happening here? What's changing? When things change, I get tense because I like things to be the same. And God never lets me have anything to say. There's my complaint for the day. (laughs) You know, what's changing around me? You know? Someone said, do it this way. Now they're saying, do it this way. Bam, tension. I say yes. They say no. I say yes again. They have the nerve to say no again. You know, tension. But what's changing? Thought process. You know, 
What is God moving us into? Okay, we're not doing it this way anymore. We're doing it this way. I want you to go here and not here. I want you to talk to these people and not over there. Okay? What's God moving us into? But it don't feel, it feels a little tense here. Yeah. It's a lot tense. You know? I look at some of the things in the Bible. It's like, hey, you know, Moses had to go up, you know. That was probably quite tense when he stuttered. He couldn't speak. You had to walk before a pass where they were waiting to kill you, basically, because you murdered somebody. To say, see this rod, you know, I have the staff, and God says that, you know, let, let my people go. Well, it took him probably, like, you know, like 20 minutes to get it out. I don't know. And, you know, that was probably a tense situation because he used to be one of them. You know, you ever see your old friends and you're like, hey, I don't really know you anymore. Um, because God say, no, I want to do something. I want something to happen. That was tense. It was a good thing. He probably didn't feel like it felt that great to him at that moment, having to go there and do that. It probably felt a little uncomfortable, but God's like, that's okay. I'm okay with tension. There's going to be some tension between you guys because I want to change something. I want to do something. I want to move. Um, and what does it look like? What does it look like when we have tension? How many of you guys want your character to grow? I do. Because some days my character is like, mm, crash. Okay? Sometimes my character is like, literally, oh, are you too? No. Well, you're acting like your characters too. Okay? So I want to have character. I want to be like, amazing. you know, I want, I look at people in my life, like my Miss Sue, you know, Suzanne, Marie, Catherine, Hasher, Voss, Heron, there. Um, I, you know, I think, she's just so calm about everything, and she's, like, always happy and joy. Like, you would never know if anything went wrong. She's like, oh, she called me one time, and she goes, you know what, my house that I rent burnt down. But God is so good, and, you know, you're, i got to tell you, this a great thing. And I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, just always, you know. It's just like, I'm really sick. I'm, I don't know what's wrong. Could you just pray for me? You know? But it's going to be fine. I got Thanksgiving tomorrow. I'm, you know, it's going to be fine. You know, it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, okay, that's character. Okay, to not just react to your situation. I want character because reacting to my situation always makes me look like an idiot. I'm really good. If anyone makes me look like an idiot, it's me. I don't need any help in that moment. So at times, I want my character to grow. Tension makes that happen. When it's like someone disagrees with me, it's like I have an opportunity to act like I'm two or to be like, what is God doing? What's happening here, God? Why would you put this in front of me? I don't like it. They have a different opinion than me. I don't like it, God. What are you trying to get me to hear? Why do you want me to partner with group projects <laughs> what are you doing God you know he's saying I'm just giving you a little tension because I want you to move I don't want you flailing around you know because character produces maturity I want to be matured I, I still want to be hilarious but I want to be mature okay so maybe it was right that I didn't wear the red nose today <laughs> so but we really that tension can create character, how you deal with that. There are some people that they can get me to a two-year-old in five seconds. And other people, it's like, oh, you know, I can work with that, okay? 
But I'm like, God, I just want to keep growing. I want to keep growing. I want to keep getting more mature in the things you have for me. I want to keep moving. I want to grow my character so that I can be useful and that, that I can do something, that I can partner with people, and I make a difference in the plan that you have for me. You know, tension, it's present when you have a bunch of people. We're a bunch of people. Hey, bunch. Um, people with different personalities. You guys know we have different personalities. I like to be, you know, I like my house to be cleared. I like to be on time. I like to be loud. Um, I like to laugh a lot. You know what I mean? I do like things my way. You will like things my way too. Like Matt loves my table. <laughs> Quick side bunny story. So I'm, I painted my table. You guys all loved it, right? You saw it on Facebook. Um, and Matt's like, yeah, it's nice. I'm like, you love it. I'm like, he loves it. You know, he's like, I do. I'm like, yeah. I knew he wanted to, he wanted to say he loved it. He just couldn't get there. So my personality is different, okay? It's like really quiet people who never respond. Like, what's, there must be something wrong with them. And God's like, no, they just, they like to be quiet, Sarah. And I'm like, how can they like that? They like, they like to sit, you know, sometimes by themselves. People aren't crazy about, you know, their house being clean, Sarah. Some people can live. And I'm like, oh, are you sure? I've gotten better, guys. I've gotten a lot better. You can come to my house and see things on the floor and it not being swept and things like that. Okay, but, you know, there's different personalities. <laughs> uh, you know, there are people that are thinkers first. We learned, you know, there's people who think about things. And if you're a person that wants to do things first, thinkers will drive you crazy. Like, no, we need to just get this done. What are you thinking about? Quit thinking. Turn your brain off. There's no thinking. No thinking zone. Do, 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 do. Right? If you guys are thinkers, I'm sorry. Well, I'm a thinker first, but actually I'm action. I like to do something, think about it, and then what's the third one? Someone help me. Then feel it, how it feels. So um, so we have different personalities. How do we work together when we all have different things? You know, I like to be very opinionated. Some people are not, you know, and I'm thinking, how can you not be? Like, if there's a quiet person, I'm thinking, yes, they agree with me, (laughs) right? So I like to get quiet people around because I'm like, see all these people? They all agree with me. They don't say nothing, right? But we have different ideas, ways to do things, right? You have this idea to get there. I have this idea. We have different plans. We have different missions, you know. But even when we have the same goal, getting there can give you some tight moments, right? So, like, even you ever, like, you know, rearranging a room, someone likes it one way, someone likes it the other way, but you're, you're working towards the same thing, right? We can have the same goal. We all know that, you know, we want to have this church so that, you know, that we're part of God's plan because we want to bring heaven to earth. We want to show people Jesus Christ. We want to bring them into freedom, right? How we do that is way different. You know, you could be, God may come on you one day and all of a sudden you're like an interpretive dancer so maybe that'll happen to you Cody I'll give you a scarf come up here you don't know I mean you know art and um just being able to connect with people and communicate um you might be um, a giver that just loves to do that you know God's like I made you all so different that you're all gonna do the same thing differently at the same time go 
and everyone's running around doing, we're all going towards the same place, but we're getting there different ways. So that can be some tight moments. Because if I'm saying, no, this needs to be this way, and you're like, oh, no, but I can get there this way, you know, it can have some tight moments. So how do we grow our character? How do we move um, into new areas God intended without that friction? So Isaiah 61 is... is basically what this church is founded on, okay? That's the vision God gave Matt. So if you're ever wondering what we're doing in this town, why we're here, why we're doing what we do, why we give of our time, this is why. Isaiah 61. So I'm going to just kind of paraphrase. So basically God's saying, I want you to proclaim the good news. God's agenda. I just want you to tell people about my agenda. That's what he's telling us to do. Who he is. You don't know what the good news is? It's the Bible. It's the word. He's saying, hey, proclaim to them the good news. This is the good news. This has everything they need. He sent us to be comfort. How many of you guys like it when you've had a bad day and someone just gives you maybe a pat on the back, a hug? If you're not a toucher, you might, you know, someone might give you a candy bar. Just bring comfort, you know, to rebuild things that have been kind of destroyed. I have a few times knock down relationships with a wrecking ball on accident. And then I'm like, I got to put this back together (laughs) to restore things so that people are free to live a life of praise so that we're free to live a life of praise. We're not sitting in this bondage and broken and, and in pain. He said, I gave you this word. This is your vision for your church. Different churches have different visions. We all are going to the same goal, right? But God said, but this is what this specific area, group, people, um, I can't even think of it, region, thank you. That is what they need, and that's why I placed this vision over this area. That's the vision that God did for this church, this location. So what does that mean? You're like, oh, yay, the word. So what does that mean? We can memorize that. You can read Isaiah 61 as much as you want. What does that mean? It means freedom through Christ. What does that look like? I'm going to read Isaiah 1 through 4, and it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. The Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim the captives will be released, and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come, and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In the righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. That's one through four. That's what it looks like. Excuse me one minute. I need some water, people. So, he's saying this is what we're going to do. We're going to bring joy. We're going to take what is broken. How many of you guys have seen pictures of this area and this town from... 50 years ago. Beautiful. We had theaters. We had, you know, car dealerships. There was jobs. 
tons of jobs. You know, this was beautiful town. It's taken care of. So what happened? Pain, hurt, brokenness in people. Nobody be getting set free. Nobody coming in and saying, hey, let me tell you about a guy. His name's Jesus. No, we want to come in, sit down, hear the word, get this little warm feeling here, and then go home. That happens too many times in a row. You get broken. You get bitter. You get put back in your bondage. You know, down in um, verse 9, it says, um, everyone will realize they are his people and the Lord has blessed He's saying, what does that look like? When we start doing and taking care, he's saying, everyone's going to recognize that you are God's people. They're not just people that go to church. You know what I mean? People will begin to look at you differently. You know, not because you tell them you go to church, but because you live differently. And I love verse 11. Um, in the last, it says, his righteousness will be like a garden in early spring with plants springing up everywhere. That is a vision for us. Hesperia means beautiful garden. We get to be something new, not something better, just something new that is going to spring up with new growth everywhere. We all don't live in town. We all don't live in the exact same area. We don't work in the same places. We are going to be springing up like new plants everywhere. When we catch that vision, how do we do that? That's where it can get tense, right? Jesus had 12 friends, the disciples, you know. They had different personalities. They had different ideas. They were with Jesus, and there was still tension. You know, they fought about who was his real BFF. I'm Jesus' best friend. Look at me. I'm going to sit at the right hand. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be at Jesus' side. You know, Jesus is like, okay, we're all doing the same thing. We're all going to the same place. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that numerous times. Okay. So different person, that can cause tension. But they were all, Jesus was like, you guys are amazing. You know, you're going to do things. You're going to go places. You're going to bring nations to know my name. He didn't say, well, you guys are fighting about this. You're done. He said, yeah, you guys have different opinions, but you got the same goal. So how do we do that? How do we catch that vision? Having expectation and boundaries. We cannot be yes men and we cannot be no men. Every single thing cannot either, you can't say yes to everything. It gets you bitter, right? Because you feel overwhelmed and busy and you're like, I don't like anybody. You ever been on that thing where you're just like, everyone just takes advantage of me, I'm done, right? Or you just say no to everything so people quit asking you and then you're like, nobody likes me, you know? They never asked me to do anything. Well, you say no too many times. So we've got to have expectations and boundaries. We need clear boundaries of what we expect and where we are going. Where are you going? Where are you going? You know? I want, to have, I want to do this, I want to do that. You know, where are you going, not just in your everyday life, but where are you going in your walk with Jesus Christ? Where are you going in the mission and the plan he placed in you? Are you going to the third seat from the left and getting your coffee and cookie and going home? Is that what he's called you to do? I doubt it. Where are you going? We need a clear plan, a couple steps 
you know, of where we're heading. You get to be in charge of how you feel. And you get to tell people, this is how I feel and this is what I'm doing. And let them do the same. And then we also need the word. We have to have ears to hear God speak. You know, God speaks to me, but he also speaks to every one of you. You don't have to wait for someone to come up here and tell you the word of God. God is speaking to you all the time. It reminds us of the goal. Isaiah 61, that is a goal. It encourages us to keep connected, to move cohesively as the body of Christ. The word, it reminds you. When I look at Isaiah 61, it's like, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing in this school? What are we doing in this town? Why are, we, why are we here? Why do we have another church? Because God's saying, I have a different vision for you so we can all get to the same place. So if you forget that, go back to the word. Isaiah 61, what is, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Why am I part of this? Why am I connected here? And then we need to look for the golden people and not the dirt. There's a whole lot of dirt out there. You can, you know, we have Facebook, you have, you know, all of that kind of stuff. If you want to find something bad about someone, you can, right? But if you want to find something good, that's what we need to do. We need to realize that we need to begin to look for the dirt. Realize people are not looking for the bad in you. They are not out to get you. I have to remind myself that every day. You can ask Matt. I think everybody's out to get me. Like, if you say anything, it's probably because you're out to get me. You know what I mean? Because in my mind, because what happens is someone just broken will hurt you and hurt you, and then all of a sudden you think everybody's out to hurt me. Am I the only one that felt like that? You guys have been there, right? Yeah, I figured you had. But to realize they're not out to get you. Look for the good God placed in them. They may have a 100 annoying personality traits, and God's saying, I don't want you to look at those. See that one? That's what I want. You know, see how dedicated they are? See how kind they are, you know, to kids or, you know, see how they're willing to give up that time. That's what I'm trying to show you. Dig through the dirt of their craziness, of the things that they put up, you know, those personalities. You don't need the dirt. Just go for the gold. Build the character out of the gold. The enemy wants you to see the junk. That's why there's so much right up front. He wants you to see the junk in people's life like, oh, they'll never do this. You know, they just don't understand, you know, how much work goes into this. You know, do they really love Jesus? They don't do this and this and this the way I do it. You know, we don't get to judge that, you know. Some of us are like, we'll run and go and do and do, and some people are more, I want to sit back and think. But how do you get connected You know, Isaiah 61 is what we're trying to do here, what God is trying to do here. He placed that. He said, you know what? Blop. This is what I want for the town. And I believe he was just waiting for someone to be able to say, God, I'll do that. I don't believe that we are the first one, probably not the second one, probably not the third one for that exact vision for this town. But he was waiting for someone to say, yeah, I'm going to not just know that vision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch that vision. Catching takes tension, right? You've got to do something to catch the vision. Knowing the vision is just this, flopping around in the breeze. Catch the vision. Be prepared. You're ready to do something. When you catch a ball in softball, why are you catching it? 
so you can throw it. Good job, Jade. Good. I'm thinking, I don't know how to play softball, but I'm hoping these guys get it. They're catching. There's an action. Knowing the vision, being like, oh, I can quote Isaiah 61. That's what our church is about. And someone says, oh, what are you doing with that? I got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Talk to Jane. She's awake. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because we like to, we like to, you know, I know the vision. Well, catch it. What are you going to do with it? What type of movement? There's going to be tension in there. You're going to have to deal with other people. And the worst to deal with other people that have a personality like you do. Right? Seeing yourself. That's why, like, the mat, the people you get the mass at is your children, right? Because when you see them and they talk or do something, you're like, you know why I'm mad? Because it's myself I'm looking at right now. Those of you that don't have children. And you think, I should spank, I'm going to give them a spank, but really, I'm the one that needs to get spanked. (laughs) They learned that from me. Uh (laughs) You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't even discipline them because they're just regurgitating me. You know, it's like, what are we doing? What am I going to do with this? I got to be with these people. God wants me to do something. We're going to move. We're going to grow. We're going to do amazing things because God says, you know what? You're my people and I love you and I'm going to show you heaven and earth here. And not just say that, but actually believe that. Sue actually reminded me today, you know, I was raised Catholic, and we were, she's like was saying, we call it the Our Father, which is the Lord's Prayer. And it says, bring heaven to earth. And she's like, people just say that, but they don't even get that. God said, heaven to earth. There is no pain in heaven. You know, there is no lack in heaven. And God said, no, I want that here. I want you as my people to have that here, but you got to have some tension. There's got to be something happening. You got to move. There's no flapping in the breeze. Don't just look at a vision, catch the vision, be prepared. When you have a baby, you want to make sure there's someone to catch the baby. Okay. You don't want to just be like, well, I just, we'll see what happens. You know, no, you do not want that baby to fall on its head at a young age. Okay. We want something to happen. We want to be prepared. We want to have action. We want to catch. We got to catch the vision and move with it. Knowing takes ten, takes no tension. Catching is an action. You can do that lots of ways. We're like a puzzle. We need every piece to connect the one body, many members, okay? So some people are just, you know, that's why no one stands next to me during worship. You guys are getting better. People are getting less scared. You know, because I like to move around, as you know. I like to be fully animated, you know? Gain a little more weight. I could be the female Chris Farley. Living a band down by the river. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Matt wouldn't even look at me during that. (laughs) A guy in a little... Okay. <laughs> you guys, is anyone else having fun? Because I'm having a blast. Okay, we are one body, many members. We have the same goal, heaven to earth, freedom, salvation in Jesus Christ. Read Isaiah 61. What does your part look like? Are you bringing the good news? That's what I get to do up here. You know, tension, you know? You bring in the good news? Are you a giver? Do you meet needs? That's what it says in Isaiah 61. You know, what are you doing? What's your action? 
Do you comfort people when they are broken? Are you offering kindness in different ways? Have you brought people to the freedom of Jesus and showed them the freedom that they can have the shackles brought off their life? Do you speak positive about and to people? Yeah, that's part of it. Instead of speaking down and negative, do you, I mean, that can be part of what you're doing. That can be your catch, catching the vision. You know, rebuild, restore, renew. That's a real basic that we say because it's easy to remember when we talk about, you know, what we're doing here. It will branch out, but what we're doing here, this is where we are. We got to work with where we are. You know what? We're in Michigan. It's snowing. We're not in Florida. You know, some people that are not here, they are in Florida. <laughs> and we love them. You know, it's hard to say that, but, you know. So God's saying, you're here. You live in Michigan. You were born in this time, this season, this generation for a thing. You were born in Michigan, okay? So suck it up, buttercup. We get snow until the 1st of June, yeah. Yeah. you know. <laughs> and, that, and if it is... What are we going to do with that? But rebuild, restore, that doesn't look like just sitting in a church and hearing a word. We want to sit in a church and hear a word because I want to get, I want to get excited. I want to get built up. I want to laugh and have joy bubbling out. Sometimes, you know, I had this experience and Matt actually met this guy. Uh, it's been almost 20 years. I never, I didn't know his name. He's actually the pastor of church. I actually never met him. I met a guest speaker that came to his church. And when I was there, I was in such a broken place i 15 or 16 and um this guy was from south africa and he called me up and we're talking a huge church of like a couple hundred people and he's like come here and he puts his hand on me and he said the lord says that that you are gonna have abounding joy and laughter so basically i had the gift of that's why i'm so funny guys and i didn't know what was happening and Bam, I just felt like I was laughing for like 45 minutes. He's talking, and the whole time I'm just rolling on the floor laughing. I didn't know what was happening. So this guy comes in to Matt's um, RV place, and literally it was the pastor of that church. And immediately, Matt goes, I think my wife went there a long time ago, like 20 years ago one time. He's like, yeah, she saw this guy, and he's like, oh, his name was Sam. And I was like, whoa. You know, I'm thinking, how being a part, that little part in my life comes back and God's like, I want to remind you of what you're doing. What's your part? What does it look like? These are action words, doing. Those of you that are doers, you already got this down. You know, connect, seek. Um, you know, say, what can I do? How can I grow? How can I move? How can I add to this? Take some ownership in my life. You guys are God's plan. I am too, but you guys are God's plan. He said, make disciples. He didn't say, make seat warmers. He doesn't want that. I'd rather preach to two people who are ready to do something than a thousand people who just, they're just really good seat warmers. He said, I want you to do something. You're my plan. If you're my plan, there's got to be action. Plan doesn't work if you don't put it into action, right? I have a plan to exercise. That plan doesn't really work. If I'm sitting on the couch eating potatoes so much, you know, chocolate, whatever, you know what I mean? It's a great plan. But without action, tension, doing something, 
you're not going to lose weight. You know, and I've been there. I do that all the time. I'm thinking, I'm going to start this tomorrow. I need a Pringle. <laughs> That's a great plan, Sarah. You want me to take the You guys, I am just hilarious. I can't stop. Okay. I know. <laughs> so we don't want to just be hearers. Hearing the word is amazing. And I want to hear it because I want it to go from here to here. I want it to be on the inside of me. But I want to be a doer too. I need to be a doer. Do something. Tension may come, but that means something's happening in your life. So next time there's a tense situation, be like, oh. God's given me opportunity to, you know, reconnect this relationship. God's given me opportunity to say kind words and speak nicely instead of freak out on this person because they're doing something different than me. You know what? My boss, you know, I know your boss. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, he wants me to do it this way and I don't want to. Tension. But like, you know what? He might know a little more. He's been doing this for a few years. That's why he's the boss. Wow. Didn't think about that, right? Teasing you guys. <laughs> Uh-oh, you're in trouble now. So tension doesn't mean it's bad. Start asking those questions. What's happening here? You guys get to build character. People that don't know, they just don't know. So you get to know. That means you get to act in the, the right way each time. You get to respond properly because you know how to, right? Or say, you can't, you can't unknow something. Now you know. Ha ha. Now you all got to do it. Because you already know. That was my ultimate good. <laughs> Let's pray before it gets 